0: today's class, we'll be discussing a continuation of the laws of bishul of cooking, and Shabbos. I just want to mention as an introduction that the laws of cooking and Shabbos are extremely complex and difficult with many, many, many details. In these classes, obviously, we can only cover the general concepts of bishul, the general halalochas of bishul. but in no way does this substitute the fact of asking Shilas to Adov, about bishul and Shabbos, what you'd be allowed to do, what you'd be, be not allowed to do. We're just discussing the general ideas of bishul. like we said bishul is very complicated, there's many, many Svarim written just on Bishel itself. Bishul, as we learned in the previous classes, is one of the Lamedes Melochas and Shabbos, which means actively cooking on Shabbos. But there are many exodus and decrees that the Chachamah made, again, as a fence around the Tatar, that we shouldn't come to transgress biblical prohibitions. Now, obviously, the din of bishel biblically is if somebody takes a pot, puts it onto the fire on Shabbos, and therefore it cooks. But what happens if somebody puts a pot on the fire before Shabbos? And then it cooks by itself. So biblically there's no problem with that because you're not doing an act of cooking on Shabbos. It's like turning on the light before Shabbos and the light stays on for the duration of Shabbos. But nevertheless the Chacham said there's certain things which we are forbidden to do because we might come to biblically transgress the malochah of cooking. One of the things the Chacham instituted was called Shahiyah. Shehiyah actually means leaving a pot on the fire from before Shabbos. If somebody leaves a pot on the fire before Shabbos begins, again even though biblically everything was done already, but the Chacham were afraid that you might come to do things which will hasten the cooking. For instance, if a pot was put on the fire right before Shabbos, The Chachamim said, we're afraid, you might come to make the fire bigger, you might come to stir the food, to hasten the cooking. And therefore the Chachamim instituted certain decrees that we shouldn't come to transgress the Molochah of Bishel. So therefore the Chachamim said like this, if you want to leave a pot on the stove before Shabbos and the pot is not completely cooked, you need to cover the fire, which is called kotum, k'tuma. The fire needs to be covered, because if the fire is covered, that is a reminder, a heker, that you shouldn't come, number one, to make the fire bigger, or that you shouldn't come to stir the food, which would then cause it to cook, because stirring, as we learned in a previous class, is part of the Bishal process, part of the cooking process. Now, if somebody has a pot on the fire on Shabbos which is not completely cooked, and a person stirs it, or covers it for that matter, that is hastening the cooking process, and therefore it is considered cooking on Shabbos. If a pot is only half cooked, and a person does things to make it cook quicker, that again would be hastening the cooking process. Therefore the Chacham said, and just getting into the practical aspects of that, that in order to be able to leave a pot on the fire, if it's not completely cooked, the person needs to what's called Ketuma, which we know today as the Blech. We don't want a person, Chas to make the fire bigger or smaller. And therefore by having this Blech, which means the fire is covered, and many opinions hold it is preferable also to cover the knobs of the fire because today the fires are made bigger and smaller with knobs, but the main thing is that the fire should be covered. Puskin right, Just covering the knobs itself is not enough. You need actually to cover the actual fire. The fire needs to be covered with something which is not normally there as a cover, because again, it's not going to be a heck of, It's not going to be a sign designated for Shabbos that the fire is covered. Now, if you have a hot plate and the hot plate has no settings, it's, you plug it in you turn it on, and that's it. There's no high, low, medium, there's no different degrees. According to alocha, you can leave a pot on that hot plate before Shabbos, even if it's not completely cooked, because we're not afraid you're going to make the fire bigger or smaller, because you cannot make the fire bigger or smaller, because there's no settings. What happens though, if you have a hot plate that has settings, so even if it's on the highest setting, well, you can't make it bigger, Halacha says you would still need to cover it with a blech or a piece of aluminum foil, which is also considered a covering, because we are still afraid the fact that there are settings—you might lower it, you might higher it—it's possible to change the settings. But then, for instance, you have a case of a crockpot. A crockpot, you have the actual mechanism of the crockpot. Most of them have settings: high, low, medium. And then you have the actual insert. So even though the fire is covered, there's no open fire because it's electric. Nevertheless, the fact that the coils are covered by the actual mechanism is not sufficient for a blech because it's not designated as a heker, especially for Shabbos. So therefore, what happens if somebody wants to put up a cholent, a par of a cholent, a few, uh, a few hours before Shabbos in a crockpot, and let's say it takes six hours to cook it completely, and you're putting it up three hours before Shabbos. The din is because it's only half cooked. Lechatchila, you need to put a blech into the crockpot. What is a blech into the crockpot? You need to line the inside mechanism of the crockpot with aluminum foil in a way that it protrudes a little bit outside, that you can see it. And then, that is considered a blech, and then when you put the insert in, even though it's not going to become fully cooked before Shabbos, it's still considered a blech, it's still considered a heker, and then we're not afraid you're going to make the fire bigger or smaller. As we mentioned before, it would also be preferable to cover the knobs, even though, according to most poskim, the actual covering of the fire itself is what is sufficient. But if you don't cover, and put the aluminum foil in the inside of the mechanism, then you wouldn't be allowed to put a food l'chatchilev. Now, what happens if somebody did b'dyeved, if the food is cooked, a third cooked before Shabbos, and they didn't put a blach, and it was a third cooked before Shabbos, b'dyeved, the food is kosher to eat. If the food is less than a third cooked before Shabbos, Then the din is, you are not allowed to eat the food on Shabbos. You're not allowed to even eat it Mitzori Shabbos. And for the amount of time it would take to cook the food. If it would take six hours to cook the food, or let's say it was there for two hours and you need four more hours to cook the food, you would have to wait four hours after Shabbos to be able to eat the food. So again, the kitza briefly is like this. The food ideally should be completely cooked before Shabbos and even then there's a custom in halacha to put a blech because we don't want to start with all these things. We have a blech, the food should be completely cooked. That is the proper minog that the Jewish homes do. Completely cooked and you have a blech. If the food is completely cooked and you don't have a blech, halachically it's not a problem. The food can stay and you're allowed to eat the food on Shabbos. If the food is half-cooked, as we learned in the other classes, this gangster that had his, ate his food either half-cooked or third-cooked, which is an argument in the Rishenim, so as long as the food is half-cooked and um, you did not have this aluminum foil in the crackpot or there was no blach on the fire, you're allowed to eat the food if it was at least a third cooked. If the food was cooked less than a third, without a blech, then you are not allowed to eat the food on Shabbos, you're not allowed to eat the food after Shabbos, for the amount of time it would take to get that food cooked. Now there's a unique din, if somebody puts in a piece of beef, not chicken, not vegetables, beef, like cow's meat, ox meat, or whatever it is, right before Shabbos, so then, you're allowed to eat the food even if there's no blech, because the assumption is, because you put beef into the cholent, or into the store, into any, whatever it is, and it takes a long time for beef to cook, and therefore we assume that your intention is not to eat it Friday night, but to eat it Shabbos morning, so therefore because we're not afraid anymore that you're going to make the fire bigger, Because you're anyway making it bigger is not going to be enough time to cook the beef. So therefore, the is kosher. But again, lechatchila, even if you put beef into the cholent, you need to have a blech. Or if the food is completely cooked, and as we said, then you also don't need a blech, even though it's preferable to have a blech. Um, To put food into the oven before Shabbos. Let's say you turn on your oven before Shabbos and you want to put a cholent into the oven, or a kugel, whatever it may be, into the oven. So the din is, the food must be completely cooked before Shabbos. Because to cover, to have a blech inside the oven is extremely complicated. Basically the only way it could be done is if you put a metal insert, an oven insert into the oven, which was very impractical and you can't get them that easily. So the bottom line is, if somebody wants to keep food inside the oven before Shabbos, the food should be completely cooked. Then you'd be allowed to keep it inside the oven on Shabbos. The only problem with that is another din, that if the oven is on, it's questionable if you're allowed to open the oven door on Shabbos, because by opening the oven door, you're allowing cool air to go inside to the, in the oven, and then that's going to cause the oven to work quicker, and it's going to cause more fire to be, get up to the temperature that it needs, and therefore it's forbidden. Unless if the oven has a Shabbos mode, that the Shabbos mode is done in a way that even when you open the door and cold air goes in, it does not change. The temperature of the oven. So then you would be allowed to open the door and take the food out. But the only time you'd be allowed to take out the f- to leave the food in the oven is if it's completely cooked before Shabbos. Avid, if somebody cooked food which was half cooked or a third cooked in the oven before Shabbos, b'diavad, in the mean passably, you're allowed to eat the food, but it's definitely not preferable. L'chadkhila, initially, a person should make sure. That the oven, I mean that the food that you're putting inside the oven is completely cooked. Um, now, if the food, the evid, is cooked, like we said, a third or a half, so then al din it's fine, and you can leave the oven. You can leave the food in the oven. Now, there's a sep- another reason for a blech. As everybody knows, the blech literally means, it's a Yiddish word for meaning a piece of metal. The purpose of a blech is really a twofold purpose. There's one purpose of a blech, as we mentioned for the, mit, for the Yisr of Shehiyah, to be able to leave food on the fire when Shabbos begins, if it's not completely cooked, that is one purpose of fire on the, of a blech. But there's another reason for a blech on Shabbos, and that is called Chazorah, which is to return food to the fire on Shabbos. And that, Amit Shem we'll discuss in the next class, but I just don't want to mention, I do want to mention about this din, some very important points about it. If you're leaving the food on the fire before Shabbos, on a and we learned that even if the food's not even a third cooked, even though the custom is to have it completely cooked, but if the food is not completely cooked, you're allowed to put it on a blech. But there's three areas of a blech, and I'm gonna begin discussing it now, and then we'll discuss it in the next class. When a person has a blech, there's halachically three sections of the blech. You have, let's say, a four-burner stove, and you have one fire on. But the blech covers four fires. So you have part A of the blech, is the part which is directly over the fire. If you have a pot directly over the fire that's part A. Part B of the blach is not directly over the fire but it's a part of the blach that's hot enough that it would be able to make the food yatze, letters by meaning that it's very hot as we learned already before 110 degrees. That is part two of the blach. part B of the blach. Then you have part C of the blech, which is it's not hot, and therefore if you put food on that section of the blech, no matter how long you leave it there, it will never get hot. So you have part A of the blech, which is directly over the fire. You have part B of the blech, which is not directly over the fire, but it's around the fire hot enough to get the food that you put on it hot. And section C of the blech, which is not even hot enough to get the food hot. If you're leaving food on the blech before Shabbos, and the food is not completely cooked, you're, and let's say the food was put on section B of the blech, it would be forbidden on Shabbos to move the food from section B of the blech to section A of the blech, because if the food is not completely cooked, by moving it from section B to section A which is hotter part of the blech, you are hastening the cooking process. And therefore, if it's on A, you can leave it on A. If it's on B, you have to leave it on B. You cannot move it from B to A unless if the food is completely cooked. But if the food is not completely cooked, by moving it from section B of the blech to section A of the blach, you will be hastening the cooking process. Now, obviously, you can move it from section A to section B. But then again, if the food is not going to be completely cooked, you cannot move it back from B to A. So the blech is not only important for She'er for leaving foods on the blech before Shabbos, but it's also important to keep in mind the various sections of the blech, even for the law of moving things on the blech, if the food is not completely cooked, You cannot move it from section B of the blach to section A of the blach on Shabbos. If a food was not, let's say you left it on section A before Shabbos began, and the food was cooked, even if it was cooked completely, but the food was left uncovered, you cannot cover it while it's on section A, because covering the pot, Is similar to stirring the pot and if the food is not completely cooked and you're going to be stirring the pot even though it's on section A, you're hastening the cooking. Therefore if you cover the pot while it's in section A it will be hastening the cooking. In the next class we'll talk about the second aspect of the blech which is called Chazorah, returning things to the blech on Shabbos.